Jones and the Diggs, Professor Jones and the Diggs, Professor Jones and the Diggs. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Professor Jones podcast. We are two brothers. Yes, we are. And we love movies. Woo! Yeah, we do. My name is Dave Jones, and of course, I am the professor. My name is Danny Jones, and I am the Diggs. And this week, we're talking about the much-anticipated Jurassic World some subtitle. I don't know. What is it? Fallen Kingdom? Fallen Kingdom. Whatever. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Ah! Kingdom, directed by (laughs) J.A. Bayona. Bayona. Pretty great. Cannot wait to get into that movie. John Boyena. <laughs> John Boyega. J-A First directorial Brim, debut. Er, uh, not let's Colin get, Trevorrow. Let's dig into the bro down, though. Let's just get you moving. You want to get into bro down? And I want to hear what you have to say first. So let her let her rip. Let her fly. Okay, my bro down for the... Uh, wait, do you hear that? What is that? It sounds like... A bumblebee trailer. Trailer. <laughs> sounds like a bumblebee trailer. Um, bumblebee tuna. I, <laughs> it sounds like bum bum bumblebee bumblebee tuna. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I am so excited for this movie. <laughs> no. Uh, so Transformers apparently is doing spinoffs now, or something like that. And I didn't even see. Is this Michael Bay? I actually am not sure who's directing this. I don't think so. I think that it's an actual spinoff and it isn't. Is it Colin Trevorrow? (laughs) No. Um, Hold on. Really good podcasting. Hold on. Hold Hold on. on. Hold on. I can find it. Hold on. Travis Knight. So not the bridge. Not Michael Bay. And he has directed. And Shining Armor. Oh my gosh. No, he did the animation for Kubo and the Two Strings. And well, this changes everything. <laughs> he he's an animator, I believe. I think this is this might be his directorial debut. Oh my gosh, he did. He directed Kubo and the Two Strings. Wow. Well, yeah. I was just about to rip on this movie, but that's like my favorite animated movie. Oh man, yeah. So this might well, be good. I will say that that trailer was actually pretty sweet. I, it's not a bad trailer. It's one of those things where you just want, but that's all the all the Transformers movies do that. The trailer comes out and you're like, that looks incredible. It's gonna suck, you know? Like yeah. every single it's one. It's like Mission Impossible, but the movies suck in Transformers. Yeah, except for Mission Impossible. Like Mission Impossible the movies are like great, you know? Like By the trailers the way, are amazing. Did they have what? that like? Did they have that little special uh, look into uh, Mission Impossible Fallout at your no. at your screening? No. This one, they had a behind-the-scenes look of uh, Tom Cruise doing that stunt with the helicopter and hanging from it, and then he actually flies the helicopter. I don't know, man. I love Tom Cruise. Like, what he does for his movies is amazing. It's, it's risky in- business. Everything he does is, Hey-o! yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, he's really the top gun. Uh, oh. But he... No, I'm so excited for Mission Impossible Fallout. I can't even wait. But anyway, back to Bumblebee. He really is live, die, repeat. Or is that... <laughs> What is that? The name of that movie? He's, I never understood that. On the case of that, what's that movie called? Well, they read they redid it because they thought Edge of Tomorrow sounded weird, so they called it Live Die Repeat because they thought it might sell more when it got switched when they uh, marketed it for Blu-ray and DVD. Um, so I don't know. It's weird. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> 
I know. But yeah, Tom Cruise is far and away the best uh, <laughs> action. Anyway, let's talk. Okay, so back <laughs> to Transformers. It's a movie. Okay, well. Okay, that's great. Um, back to Transformers. So Bumblebee looks pretty good, I guess. Kubo, two strings. That's great. Um, I am just, I'm tired of it, though. Like, Transformers, the first one, great. Shia LaBeouf, um, he got very even Steven in that movie. It was good. Really, um, I, I mean, I'm a fan of that, just like Pirates of the Caribbean one. Like, those were the original ones. They were, uh, they were great. They were popping. They were boom, pow. They were everything you needed it to be. But well, then, you watch that movie. Sorry to interrupt, but you watch that movie or Pirates of the Caribbean is a great example as well. You watch those movies and you understand why there are like six movies after it, because the first one is so incredible and, and you then do they want to fail. like emulate what they did there, but you just can't capture the magic again. You know, you like, you can't figure out how to do that again. So stop trying. Because, and it's not going to change by bringing in Matt Damon. You know what I mean? Mark Wahlberg. Or was it Mark Wahlberg? Was it Matt Damon or Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> Matt Damon and Mack Wahlberg. Matt, Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I haven't seen the last couple, so I don't even know how those Transformers movies are either. doing anymore. I've heard that they're not great, um, but I haven't actually watched them. I just saw this and I kind of just went like, oh no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like another Transformers movie. Yeah. I don't know. Do you remember that scene in the first Transformers movie where Bumblebee gets his um, voice fixed and he's like, I want to stay with the boy. (laughs) Wait, what? In the first one? Yeah. At the end of the first movie, that dude, whoever the like medical droid is, I don't know, whatever. um, He gets his voice. He fixes Bumblebee's voice. And then they ask Bumblebee what he would like to do. He's like, I want to stay with the boy. And he says it. I don't know. It's weird. What and then? But then he just goes back to talking radio. Goes back to talk radio in the next one. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, it's too bad. Fun. Maybe I bet he's disappointed by that. You know, a whole acting career, and then he finally gets to actually use his own voice. Then in the next movie, they're like, "Sorry, Bumblebee, we're gonna not use you again." Yeah, it's like the guy who played Darth Vader, James Earl Jones. No, but the actual actor. The guy that's in there, the suit? Yeah, sitting there doing all the the moves and stuff, and they're like, sorry, we're not using your voice, though. You're like, dang it. Oh, yeah, that's true, because he did act like the entire A New Hope, episode four. He did yep. go through all the motions and do all the speaking lines, and then they heard him, and they're like, oh, well, maybe we should do a better voice than this guy. A little flat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> Just you're part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. <laughs> you're like, gosh. Um, Take her away. <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. Bumblebee's getting a lot of good buzz. Uh, you know. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> ooh. Yeah. Uh, ooh, honey, looks good. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just. It's just whatever. I don't know. Transformers, I'm kind of sick of it. Like, they just announced another Ninja Turtles movie, too. And I'm not sure if it's, like, a new reboot or if it's, like, uh, another one of the Michael Bay ones. But I just get disappointed by all these things just because of the potential. No, me you too, know? man. It's a bummer. And it's just so much money that's being wasted on something that is going to suck. You know, it's like, man, I wish you guys were investing in something that is actually going to be entertaining and good rather than this. So... 
whatever. I mean, they're making a Bumblebee movie. Probably won't even go see it. So, the end of the day. Yeah, well, opening night, no doubt. <laughs> and you're the problem. Me and Jack Black. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you keep giving these movies money. Speaking of giving these movies money, that's freaking Jurassic World. We both gave it our money, and I'm probably going to go again. So it's just, I'm encouraging them. But hey, I kind of want them to make another one after this. <laughs> like, I'm bringing on. Let's do it. Uh, okay, you want to move on to my bro down here? I'm just going to say, yeah, I'll stay quiet. <laughs> you go yeah, ahead. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Jurassic World in a bit. Um, I want to talk about the film First Man. The trailer was dropped, and I actually didn't know anything about this film. Um, I hadn't heard any buzz about it. I didn't realize, but Damien Chazelle, who is a amazing director, he directed whiplash and La La Land and La La Land. Yeah, He is great. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's awesome. Both of those are Academy award winners and he's Academy award winning director, critically acclaimed. Uh, and now he has decided to take on the Apollo 11 mission where man landed on the moon. And I am so jacked about this starring Ryan Gosling. It's got an incredible, cast claire foy who plays queen elizabeth in uh the um oh what's that show called empire it's not empire the crown excuse me crimes uh claire foy jason clark the dude from uh dawn of the planet of the apes kyle chandler the coach from friday night lights hey love seeing that guy in just about anything and then uh, also Corey. this isn't about your friends i like your friends Remember that line? Yeah, from Super 8. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Corey Stoll, who is also in uh, House Cards. Great. And he was in the first Ant-Man. I think he's actually a pretty good actor. And I do love to see. I think the Ant-Man thing wasn't, I don't know if he was the best cast for that villain. So maybe it kind of. I think, I think he was fine in it. I just don't think that that movie is memorable. It's just kind of like, whatever, just the weak, one of the weaker Marvel movies. So whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But. Yeah, man. I mean, this could be, this really is setting up to be a fantastic movie. And I'm all about space. I love space movies. <laughs> well, you know, anything involving space. Like, I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars. I love Interstellar. I love Apollo 13. Like, anything that has to do with uh, flying in space, whether it be fantastical or whether it be based in reality, I enjoy it all. So taking on the Apollo 11 mission, I think is a story that possibly needed to be told. And I'm glad that they have Damien Chazelle, who is probably one of, you know, a handful of promising young directors that Damien Chazelle has proven himself to be one of the greats. And he, I think that his career will be incredible hopefully i think he's one of the young talented directors that's directing movies he's directing movies in a great way that appeal to a wider audience but he's also directing movies that appeal to our generation you know to us 20 30 year olds that are very much looking forward to you come on man Take it easy. Um, 20, 30, 40. Some, somewhere around there. But um, anyway, I think <laughs> funny that I'm, looking. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what Damien Chazelle does with this one because it looks awesome. And yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. So what do you what do you think? Uh, I think you said it all. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, <laughs> I did. I went on a rant there, but looks pretty good. <laughs> i don't know yeah i saw the trailer it looks great i don't know ryan gosling he's got a lot of drive i'm just gonna keep going with these oh boy um do you think that they'll uh do you think that they'll it'll end up just being a hoax 
he gets up to the moon and then oh, all of a sudden so they pull back the and twist. it's the green screen. We're like, what? Oh my gosh. Or because there's theories about this. They land on the moon and they hear a big ringing sound and they figure out that the moon is hollow. What does Boom. that mean? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know what it means. You tell me. <laughs> uh, or something like that. There could be a big twist at the end. A little bit of aliens. Um, we are alien guys. We are. We love it. Little green guys. Um, I don't know. Could be cool. I'm sure they're just going to tell the actual story, though. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I would imagine um, that they're going to do the, the same thing. I don't know. I'm excited. Uh, Should have been Jake Gyllenhaal probably in the lead role. But uh, you think? Yeah. Why do you say that? Uh, Hall just will do it better, probably. I'd say, or Tom Hardy. Gosling's cool, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can see Jake Gyllenhaal in that role. I think Ryan. <laughs> I think Gosling is a good call, but yeah, sure. I mean, he'd be fine. Maybe should have been. Maybe go with should've Maggie been. as the second. You know? Oh man, that'd be so great. Do you imagine a brother and sister playing Gyllenhaal. husband and wife in a movie? It'd just be like, oh. Is this a little too weird, guys? Don't you think? It's never been done. It, it might have, though. I don't know. It could have been done. The Isn't Lannisters? that like... Didn't, didn't people used to think that uh, 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 Donnie and Marie um, Osmond, they were, were like, like a doing... singing show, like singing duet, but then they always kind of had like a weird thing about them. Anyway, I mean, that's... They were like fiddling around or something. <laughs> that's... <laughs> Fiddling, <laughs> way too close to know. diddling. <laughs> I don't think they diddled. To be honest, <laughs> they might. I think they met in the middle. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, why don't you write the time down on that, and we'll discuss it later, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury. They may have fiddled. <laughs> they may have diddled. Uh, gosh. Okay. Anyway, first man looks great. Back to Donnie and Marie. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, first um, man does look good. Uh, sequel to, isn't there like a first kid? <laughs> sequel to the first kid. Yeah, first kid was uh, was first kid the one with Sinbad, where he's supposed to be watching the president's son. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's first kid. Yeah, and then not my- to be confused with blank check. Or my date with the president's daughter. You remember that? My date with the with president's, the president's daughter. daughter. My date with the pre with, with her. Oh yeah, it goes my oh, date yeah. with the president's daughter. My date with her. Wasn't that with Eric? It was, was Eric. Eric from Boy Meets World. Oh man, I Will Friedel. Mm. That's that guy's name. It is. Dang. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's F R I E D L E. And the crowd goes wild. Just able to pull off the actual actor's name of Eric from Boy Meets World. Love You're that on character. Who wants though. to be a millionaire? And <laughs> no, I'm on who, who wants to be a millionaire. And the freaking million dollar question is that. And I just phone a friend. You're all don't even I don't need to look at the choices. I just need to call my brother. I just need to call my brother. And I go, Wilfred L. <laughs> no, Final answer. I go, I go, hey, Dave, I just wanted to call you to tell you that I'm going to win the million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> And you go, Will Arnett, final answer. <laughs> Just get it wrong. <laughs> Will Arnett, no doubt. <laughs> final answer. 
that's good. That's good. Good. Um, would you want to move on to some Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom here? Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk anymore. Bumblebee. First man looks great. I cool. Yeah. I mean, I'm very much looking forward to it. So, um, all right, man. Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you go ahead. Give your general thoughts first here. General thoughts. Um, okay. General thoughts for me. How do I start this? Um, so Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. This was a movie that leading up to this week, I was actually very excited about. And I'm not sure why, because, you know, I kind of knew what it was going to be um, after seeing the trailers and stuff. I just was excited to go to the theater and see dinosaurs eating people, I guess. You know, that's what they I came wanted. Through. And I was, <laughs> they cre- um, came through in that respect. <laughs> excuse me, this is my general thoughts? Sorry. Hello? <laughs> she whiz. You're really barking today. <laughs> No, um, like what kind of pun is that? <laughs> I don't know. There's, there was no pun. Okay. Uh, no pun intended. So Jurassic world fallen kingdom. I guess I'll start again, David. Um, it was, I, I, I almost want to say that probably 2018's best theater experience that I'm going to have. I don't think I'm going to have a better theater experience than this. And I'll go into more detail. More than Avengers? Uh, I'm not saying best movie. Just better, best theater experience. This was maybe the best time I've had in a theater for, for a long time. Right. So I had, um, I had an elderly woman next to me, an elderly African-American woman. She was, she seemed like a very sweet old woman. Um, and she was sitting one seat away from me. And, uh, so throughout the entire film, she started making these like noises. (laughs) And so like at the very beginning of the movie, Chris Pratt would say something and she'd be like, "Mm mm-hmm, you know, kind of a thing. I love it. And, uh, (laughs) and it got, it escalated a lot. And so she continued to say things throughout the entire movie. She got several shh you know, shushes from the audience. Cause people were just like, why is this lady like yelling? I happen to be the one right next to her, which in the universe, you know, out of all the theaters in Los Angeles, out of all the seats I could have picked, I ended up being the guy <laughs> right next to this lady. <laughs> but <laughs> there was a scene that absolutely killed me. And it's one of the, it's a big reason why this may have been my favorite theater experience because most people hate this, but she, a dinosaur eats somebody and she raises her hands up and dips to the left like she's falling down and she goes oh lord have mercy oh gosh yes (laughs) and i just i lost it dude i absolutely lost it i couldn't believe it because throughout the entire movie you know chris pratt would say things like i gotta be the guy and she'd be like oh yeah you know (laughs) and like yelling but she did that and like oh my gosh dude anyway so that, that was part of my theater experience. Uh, I went with a good friend of mine, Nick Clark, friend of the podcast. Um, and the movie was just so awful, um, but in the best way ever. Right. It was the most predictable thing I had ever seen. I called every single thing throughout the movie. They show the bad guy. I go, that's a bad guy. Um, I called exactly when Blue was coming back, called the T-Rex at the end. Um 
and then just the plot of it, you know, like you go to one of these movies, sorry, I'm totally rambling, but like you go to one of these movies because you basically just want to see the original Jurassic Park. You want to see some people on an island, probably some dinosaurs eating people. Right. In this one, it was just so comical to me that that's like the plot is like, you know, spoilers, spoiler alert here. But like, no, hold the plot on, hold is on, just, hold on. Don't don't spoil it quite yet. Well, OK, well, then I'll just I'll wait. The plot is just is so. So much more than it ever needed to be. Right. So much more. Right. Um. They've completely changed Jurassic Park, and it's yeah. just, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So, um, as far as how good the movie was, I'd probably give it a hard F, but, um, as far as my theater experience, uh, I had a great time. So, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of go to bat for this movie a little bit. Um, I will say that the first half of it is horrible. It's not good. It's not great at all. And I think that the characters are terribly written. There's not like a single movie, not a single character in this movie that I care about really. Um, Will or Chris Pratt is carrying the movie on its on his back, and even though he's delivering some shoddy lines somehow he's managing to keep me keep me ensnared and just keep me going yeah i'm with you chris i love you yeah he did great yeah um but the other thing is that about halfway through the movie something happens that i started really enjoying myself and then there's a point about three quarters into the movie after i'd been like okay i'm starting to get really on board with this then there's a plot detail that gets revealed that I I would like put my hands up and I was like, Lord have mercy. But you know, oh. I was I was seriously like, I am in I love this right now. And I it's so self-aware of what it is at the end that I don't know, I loved the end of this movie. And I know it's not good, but it was so freaking entertaining that how can you not just enjoy yourself that second half? And so that's I mean, that's my main thing is that I think that I think that in a different world, and we'll get into discussing what plot details actually uh could have been different, but I think that there is a way that they could have taken the plot of this movie and turned it into something good. It's just that the first half is so bad. <laughs> so um anyway, I mean but let's dig more specifically into it. Uh from this point on we're gonna talk about spoilers in this movie. I'm not gonna give you a warning when we get to some of the more heavy spoilers, but we're just gonna start digging into the plot and talking about it. So if you don't want to get spoiled on Jurassic World, uh go ahead and leave now. Um and one other thing we're where would you rank this? Do, do you think that you liked this less than the original Jurassic World? Not the original um, movie Jurassic Park, but Jurassic World. Uh, it's far worse than the original. And I would say in comparison, I think that honestly, this movie makes like the Lost World seem like a Best Picture nomination. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like it's it's unbelievable i can't even believe it i mean i was right, just right that's see that's why i liked it so much that's why i had such a great time because maybe it was self-aware i don't i don't know if i really realized that i just couldn't believe that anything could be that ridiculous i couldn't believe that like a studio actually gave the green light to like this kind of a thing i was just like 
oh my gosh, <laughs> you guys really went for it in this one. And, uh, well, I think, yeah. I think what, what I mean about being self-aware is that they, they understand that the original, like the, the movie Jurassic world did not at all capture what was so amazing about the first film Jurassic park and that they did something very weird that wasn't exactly what audiences wanted, but it was so freaking crazy and entertaining that it was like, well, whatever. And they doubled down on it. You know what I mean? Like they're in the first one, a big complaint was like, well, I don't know if we want to see them like creating some weird hybrid dinosaur. That seems kind of stupid. And, and in this one, the they're like, same exact oh, we're just going to take it to the next, the absolute farthest level possible. And that was the point where I was like, okay, they just doubled down on that weird thing and they're going that way. And they're turning this, they're turning this away from something realistic where the first Jurassic park seemed like, what if this actually happened? You know, what if this were to actually transpire? This one is so much more of just, this is a science fiction thing. This would never happen, but wouldn't this be crazy if it did? And that's, and that's what I kind of liked about the, the last half where I was like, oh my gosh, this is just ridiculous. But I can't, I cannot deny that I was so entertained in that second half. I mean, it was incredibly tense and scary and just, Oh man, it was so fun. Um, Maybe I wasn't paying attention enough just because of the lady next to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, that's fine. If you didn't like it, I mean, that's, that's fine. I, I, and that's me. I'm just choosing to like it because at the the end of the day, the one, the one area that it went wrong for me was um, actually, there's so many areas, Um, but, but there was no gore, which I really wanted to see. Um, well, it's even still PG thirteen, like, so they do have to. Yeah, but isn't the Lost World PG thirteen, or is it R? No, the Lost World's PG thirteen. I mean, dude, getting his like lip bit and like blood falling down the waterfall. You know, it just it didn't have that. You know, like the blood going down the river, that guy getting eaten alive, and like kind of hearing the sounds. Um, uh, I, I mean, love that stuff. There's a guy that gets ripped apart multiple yeah, this i one, mean there's, there's some pretty gory it's stuff it's not like it just wasn't like brutal enough it wasn't like what i really wanted like even the guy getting his arm bit off like you don't see really like i guess i any- get it it is very like the idea of getting eaten by a dinosaur is enough in this movie and what steven spielberg does in the lost world is that he creates these very like visually stunning moments within the film that just scare the heck out of you. You know, like when the river runs red after that guy gets eaten up by the, uh, the, uh, I can't remember what the name of the little dinosaurs are. The little guys, yeah. little gardeners. And then when the guy gets picked up by the T-Rex and the blood runs red in the water, a lot of blood running, running red in the water. Um, and a lot of that is because they were very practical effects. So they couldn't actually show people getting ripped apart by the dinosaurs. And this one, it's just like, you see the dinosaur go in and you're like, Oh, that guy just got aced. Um, so, I mean, there is a lot of that and it sounds like we're praising Jurassic world. I don't think Jurassic world is a great movie. It is nostalgic for me though. Um, or not Jurassic world, uh, the lost world. I don't think that the lost world is a great movie, but it is very nostalgic no, for me. And I do enjoy it's, that. But movie it's very more much. so what I wanted probably out of this. Right. Well, I wanted right. something probably better than the lost world out of this, but I mean, and they had kind of all the pieces there. Like you had all those people in that room at one point, And instead you just kind of had the bulldog go in and hit everybody. But you had that thing that created Raptor thing in a room with like, 200 people i just wanted to see 
the worst of the worst in that yeah. scene. Yeah, no, um, I hear you. And and I thought that I did think that at a certain point, I was like, oh, well, it would have been nice to see that thing just rip people apart. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I definitely wanted a lot more of that. But I mean, it was just so uh, it was just it was. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I kind of wanted just to start off this podcast laughing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know, just like, what did I just experience? Well, let's, let's talk about, let's, let's start breaking some of the film down. I mean, we don't need to go specifically onto every single scene, but I do want to talk about, you know, some specific moments. Um, the beginning of this movie actually did get me pretty good. I thought I liked that opening I, scene. I did. I actually did like I that. Did too, it was yeah. completely over the top and ridiculous, but I mean, that's what we're here for. Uh, they're trying to snag <laughs> the big monster. Yeah. What's the name I of the, the ominous something? I, I mean, it sucks. I don't remember the names of all the different dinosaurs, but whatever uh, that thing was from the first one. Yeah. Um, they, they are trying to grab the bones of that. And so then the big whale dinosaur, uh, immediately kills those guys. And it was, you know, I like the, I like the subtle, that seemed like a Spielberg moment, right? Where all of a yeah. sudden you just see the blip on the radar just disappear. And it's like, oh gosh, those guys just got ace. And that the shot sucks. of like them and the lightning goes above them and you see the huge shadow right. of it. Right. And like, I love that. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that was, that was, that was great. I thought that that was very fun and showing that kid running away from the Tyrannosaurus, uh, was very scary and I was very, um, I was on the edge of my seat that entire scene. I think that, man, just let him escape though. I honestly really wish that they would have let that guy get away because having him get eaten just seemed like, why would that thing jump out of the water just to kill that guy? I think that a lot of this, well, why would anything happen in the entire movie? And I think that that's a big, I think that's a big problem for me in this movie is that so many of the dinosaurs behave in ways that I don't think are really logical. Like I really don't think that the animals would behave in the ways that they did. You know what I mean? The first funny, one seemed so enough, grounded in I reality, think, right? That like the, it seemed like the animals, the dinosaurs were behaving in a way that made sense. And this one, they are so bloodthirsty and just want to kill everything in sight. But weren't you kind of just saying that you liked it for those reasons that you liked it because it kind of just knew what it was and that it was different and that it was it because like that thing eating that guy was like, I liked it because I was like, nice. They they're killing people on this one. That's great. If we're going that direction, let's just do it. I liked it at the end. I liked the idea of that, um, you know, genetically created monster that they had and how freaking vengeful and hungry and crazy it was. It just wanted to kill because it's been bred for the specific purpose of killing. Right. And that's what I really enjoyed about that ending scene. And there are parts of it that also go to lengths that are certainly funny, but I think that that's what I enjoyed about that ending that beginning. And there's parts on the Island as well that I think that, they create moments to have like people getting attacked when I really don't think that they would be attacked. You know what I mean? So at that, be at that beginning moment, I just thought let the kid escape, you know, that he was getting chased down. Why would it, it, I just don't think that that whale underwater would be like that aware that there was some kid dangling, you know, on a ladder that it he definitely could wouldn't. It's not yeah. realistic at all. Yeah. But I mean, none of the movie is. So no, no, I know. I know. Whatever. Yeah. That's a small. That's my small criticism at the beginning is that seemed like a little bit of a long shot for me. But um, 
I think that J.A. Bayona, I think is how you pronounce his name. I don't know if it's Bayona or Bayona, but uh, I think that he actually is. He's a suspenseful director, right? He's a Spanish director that got quite a, quite a bit of critical acclaim, and he's had some sex, success later on. Directed The Impossible, <laughs> and also a monster, a monster calls. What are you laughing at? Nothing. Oh, okay. Um, a monster calls as well, which is also a very suspenseful movie. So I think that that's kind of why they brought him on to turn this into a little bit of a horror movie, rather. And I mean, I know that they're all somewhat of horror movies, but they, he turns it into a very, like, it's, it's a horror movie at the end of this. Right. So I think that he, he is successful. You don't agree? Not really. No, Hmm. I did. I mean, I really didn't feel too many tense moments. I mean, it was pretty tense. I guess there was, uh, I don't know. I didn't get a lot of that. If this guy's like a horror director, I would have expected a lot more. He's not a horror director, but he's a suspenseful director. And I, I felt the suspense at the end when the dinosaur is chasing the little girl around. And you're like, oh my gosh, how is she going to get out of this? <laughs> and it, I don't know. It, I was on the edge of my seat for that entire duration. And that's the part that I loved about it. I, I loved that whole part. But let's wait till we get there. Um, so anyway, I think that Jay Bayona... I don't think it's his best work, but I think there are moments in this movie that are, that are great. Um, but what did you think of some of the main players here? Chris Pratt. How'd you feel about Chris Pratt? I think Chris Pratt had the best performance in the movie by far. And he did great. I mean, you kind of realize he probably signed on for three of these, right? Right. I'd imagine or something like that. So it's contractual um, obligation, and I don't think he's yeah. phoning it in here. I think that he's actually no, he's doing great. He's, he's that looks like he's having fun and right doing his thing, and you know, uh, yeah, he's fine. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ron Howard's daughter, she's fine. Uh, she's fine. Yeah, she, I, I mean, think she, she she did what she needed to do. She's um, fine. I really thought I wasn't gonna like the Justice Smith, the uh, Franklin Webb character. I thought I wasn't gonna like him, but then I ended up probably liking him more than more than most of the people. I think that they needed to give him more screen time. Honestly, I think so too. He had like the kind of the big rimmed uh, glasses, like Sammy J in the original. Right. Kind of like that, that homage. Um, and then we got Buffalo Bob, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> then we got, I Buffalo know. Bob. So, uh, candy cane. So <laughs> I couldn't believe he was in this. I was Neither could like, I, oh, man. No. Ted Levine, Ted Levine. He was, uh, he was very, very fun. I mean, whatever. His character was just like, what is this guy? <laughs> like, You're shooting Chris Pratt and leaving him in the jungle now, just like killing <laughs> people. Know. It's like, oh, That's, my God. Oh, my gosh. It's so, it's so dumb, dude. It's so dumb. Um, but, I mean, we can talk about some of these. Let's, let's talk real quick. So Richard Attenborough's character from the first one is Dr. John Hammond, something like that, I think. And he had a partner, uh, Benjamin Lockwood, apparently, which I don't even remember that from the first. Did they ever say that in the original? I think that's a completely intervention of this movie, which whatever. Oh, gosh. Like the little stick that he has with the mosquito in it. You're like, gosh, put it to rest. All (laughs) this stuff. Dude, this thing was laced with laced with references to the original. Original. Some good, some not. Like that was just like, come on, give it a break. Um, but anyway, so this guy, Benjamin Lockwood, played by James Cromwell, who I actually like James Cromwell, is good not actor. Not a bad actor. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, but 
in this. <laughs> he suddenly he has some fortune and he's like on his deathbed and he has let this character Eli Mills played by Rafe Spall who Did is Did you call it immediately when he came on? Oh, bad guy. yeah, it's the most obvious thing <laughs> in the world. It's like, yeah, you just know it's coming. I so. just pointed at the screen. I was like, bad guy. <laughs> yeah. That's the bad guy. Well, he's way too nice at the beginning, too. Yeah, Like, he's way too nice. Over. And then my mind was just like, how are they going to get these dinosaurs so that they can kill all these people? <laughs> you know? How know, are they going to yeah. transport them they all get, get them to here? Northern California? <laughs> it's just like... It's like 3,200 miles. It's that trip. so long. I looked, I looked it up this morning, and I was just kind of reading about it. That boat trip would have taken like 120 hours. <laughs> so like five days or something. Which isn't insane, I guess. But Not that insane. Thinking about what our characters, the main characters, are doing on that boat for 120 hours is another idea altogether. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't sitting in that tent for like six days sitting there trying to fix blue. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, wow. So anyway, he wants to be the nice guy. Oh, so we need to talk about the actual premise of this movie. And I hate this premise. I hate it so much. It's so stupid. There's a volcano going off on the Island where all the dinosaurs are. And this is so so just like, and that's immediately, oh. it's like, oh, whoa. So they're like just starting off with this. And so it's yeah, like, do we save the dinosaurs off. or do we not save the dinosaurs? Let me answer it pretty quick for you. Don't save them. Dinosaurs yeah. had their chance. And I think the Dr. Ian, called it. Dr. Ian Malcolm's smelling it out pretty well for you guys. Don't do it. So, and then they have like all these people that are like the dinosaur uh, advocates and they are freaking. And she's like the leader of this thing now. Like, okay. The- and that's immediately where I was like, I don't think so. Because wasn't she the person that was just in charge of Jurassic World and she was very into the uh, economic uh side of it she just wanted to make money it was like a capitalistic mm-hmm. adventure for her and she didn't actually care about so the now dinosaurs she's completely turned like environmentalist kind of like yeah, i feel like her, activist i feel like her character just pulled a 180 and it's like wow, oh so now suddenly you care about the dinosaurs so much also if there's an island and it's about to blow up from a volcano like i'm sure there's been several volcanoes that have blown up and there's like a lot there's a lot of wildlife on these islands and nobody ever bats an eye <laughs> you know, I mean, these things happen, I guess well, it's I because that, it's dinosaurs, I think, yeah. you know, and it's they're the like creations. The, the dinosaurs will die out if this happens. And it's, but like, it's like, this is, I don't know. I just, I mean, it's, it seems like this is all a plot device for the second half of the movie to get where it is. And my point is, yeah, they had I, to blow up the island to get the dinosaurs off, but it's like, why can't you just make the plot of it just to go get blue? Like that's. Why couldn't the That's plot of the really movie just do. be this Rafe Spall character is greedy and he wants to sell dinosaurs to whoever the highest bidder? Or like there's a plague on the island. I probably would have gotten on board with that. Yeah, more. I don't know, man. I, I just like a sickness thing going on or I sure. don't know. Yeah. Hurricane something. <laughs> I think that there's just an easier way to get there because when they actually get to the island and you see all the dinosaurs dying. I hated that. Like, I did too. I hated it. I it was, was so uncomfortable. I was like, why do I want to watch all these dinosaurs die? Oh, and then the Brachiosaurus. Oh, Ugh. it's heartbreaking, dude. Saddest thing you've ever seen. I know. 
I know. But so this Rafe Spall guy, he, because Congress has decided we're not going to do anything about this. It's not our place. If that company wants to do anything about it, then they can go save the dinosaurs themselves. But we're not going to have any part of it, is my understanding, is that it was, you know, this is a private thing. It's not our, it's not in our realm of responsibility. So they... Then Rafe Spall says, well, I have millions and millions and billions, maybe, of dollars. Trillions. And that's another thing is he was Why selling. Why make billions when we can make millions? Trillions. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, so he sold some of these dinosaurs for like $25 million. How much money did he spend getting that whole boat together and hiring all these people to go get the dinosaurs to sell them? I'm like, how positive are you going on this deal, bud? I mean, really, I don't know. Think about it. That had to be I, such an expensive thing to do. I think you could do it all for like a hundred million. Yeah, I don't 50 know. Fifty million. I have no idea how much it costs <laughs> to do any of that. <laughs> I'm guessing in... The well, heck, Billy Bob's going for, th- for free. Right. Buffalo Bob. <laughs> right, yeah. Tens of millions, I would think. Um, so, but, I mean, whatever. They say, hey, we want the Raptor, though. So we need to get Bryce Dallas Howard or Claire Deering and Owen Wilson. <laughs> no, what's his yeah. name? Was it Owen Grady. Owen Grady, Chris Pratt's character, to go and try to get blue. And Chris Pratt was great. And Chris Pratt is great, and I liked the, <laughs> I liked him getting blue. I liked all that. I thought that that was cute. I liked the relationship between him and his raptor. That was cute. I teared up a little bit. Yeah. So I think that that's fun. Um, and I that that whole scene. But then they shoot. Okay. So this this is where the movie starts getting weird again. So this right? is when uh yeah this is when uh Candy Cane steps up. Okay. So when they got to the island and they have the little funny kid Franklin and Zia Rodriguez, she's like, I'm a doctor. I was like, you know, it's like a doctor. Um, but they get to the island and uh, Buffalo Bob steps up. He has the whole army and stuff with him. That's when I went, nice. We got a lot of foot soldiers here. We got a lot of expendable people here. People to die here. This is great news. Um, and it didn't end up going that way, but I did get excited for a moment. There was a blip of excitement where I was like, okay, <laughs> when's somebody going to die here? Um, then they go into the jungle, and gosh, that was so weak. They shoot Blue, like actually with a gun, like shoot him in the chest. They shoot him with a couple darts, and then they shoot Chris Pratt, and then they leave him there to die? It's like, how cold are these people? I well, know, that's what I'm wondering. That It just seemed... Kind of ridiculous to me, that whole premise like When of he them. was left there, I was like, they actually left him there? Yeah. Okay, like, but then there's... What is this Here's operation? the other thing. If they do that, then why are they keeping them locked up at the end? Why wouldn't they just kill him? You know what I mean? I don't know. They've already decided that they're going to die. Like, you can't... There's, they know way too much. Just and the bad guy, like, the main bad guy, he seems bad. Obviously, he's doing all these deals, but, like, he doesn't... Well, actually, never mind. He does kill the dude. Um... So he's a pretty bad guy, but I just wonder if, like, from all the way up, he gave the order, like, you're cool to kill these people if you need to. Right, yeah, he's just totally aware of, like, like, they're expendable, too. We just need to get that raptor, so. I guess. Whatever. They get the raptor, and... They get blue. Yeah, and then they leave all the others to die. 
Yep. Um, kind of a cute scene between Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, the Justice Smith guy, Franklin, um, where they're trying to get up the ladder. And there's that dinosaur. He throws the chair at the dinosaur and all the lava. That was, uh, yeah, that was fun. I don't know. I just, uh, the thing is, is that I was so not into the volcano aspect of any of it that I just did not like anything that was going on in that entire scene. I was, because I knew this movie was going to be absolutely outrageous. So I was almost more into that than I was the rest of the film. <laughs> like them on an island. Like that's kind of why I went to the theater. It was like, I want to see some people on an island with some dinosaurs and a bunch of stuff happening. And I knew that the volcano was going to blow up. So I was just sitting there. It was like a Pacific Rim uprising or like a Tomb Raider situation where I was sitting there and the volcano started blowing up and people were running and they're getting attacked by dinosaurs. And I was just like, oh, Jeez, this is just crazy, you know. This is just way too much. Um, so I wouldn't say I like. I don't know. It was okay, I guess. I, I w- it was like so overboard that I was just laughing. Right. I was just I I continually laughed through this entire film because of what was going on next to me and also what was going on. <laughs> like <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Well, like, she was really all good. in. The lady next to you, she was loving she it. She was, dude. She had a blast. She probably thinks this was like one of the better movies she's ever seen. Right. <laughs> um. I mean, maybe I don't know. I just it kind of goes with that logic of, well, what if we did dinosaurs with a volcano blowing up at the blowing same time? And it's like a geostorm. This is so stupid. You guys see it? Or hurricane <laughs> heist. Um. And so then you have that scene, and I do think that that was a funny comic run! bit when they're running, and then Chris Brack comes, he's like, run, go. Run! And then that's also, the, so there's giant stuff shooting off, volcano blowing off, uh-huh. blowing up, and then they're in the ball, and you have dinosaurs still trying to kill them rather than get away from all this stuff. I was like, guys, I don't think the dinosaurs would be that concerned with these people, you know? Like, they would just be, like, trying to get out of, you know, get out of town, uh, so that was the one part where I was just, I was just like, what is going on, you guys? Like, why are we having this little moment where the dinosaur is trying to get into the ball or eat Chris Pratt? And I kind of like that, uh, the big bad dinosaur fight there on the island, though. And they're like, yeah, fighting I mean, and doing their thing. It was kind of cool. Um, I don't know. Whatever. It reminded me of King Kong, kind of. Like, I haven't seen like a big animal fight in a while. Not animal, like big dinosaur oh, man. Big fight. That freaking fight between King Kong and the T-Rex and so all good. that scene is crazy. That's a, I, I don't know. Peter Jackson, he did okay with that. Dude, I love Peter Jackson's King Kong. If anybody doesn't like Peter Jackson's loss. King Kong, I don't understand why you don't because it's sweet. Would you take Peter Jackson's King Kong or the, the newer Kong? Peter Jackson's. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. I liked, I thought that the new Kong Skull Island, Kong was way too big. It just, he was really it's, big. It's too big for me. Um, but, I mean, he has to go against Godzilla at some point, so I understand what they're doing. But, anyway, this one, I, I just, when they, and then when all the dinosaurs go in the water, it was like the Land Before Time music started playing, and I was just like, oh, they're all dying. It's so sad. It's so, it's so sad. sad. All I'm, the dinosaurs die. I was so bummed out, and I was just like, why am I watching all these freaking beautiful creatures get killed? And that's, you know, the first Jurassic Park is all about, like, the, you know, Preserving the majesty these of these freaking yeah. creatures that you've never seen before. And in this and one, it's like... Bug 
come or else they might hurt you. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what the whole first one is like, well, maybe you shouldn't do this because yeah. they're beautiful. They're wild animals. Don't mess with them. Yeah. You know, it's like they're yeah. beautiful, but they're dangerous. In this, this one, like, it's like, look at these bloodthirsty beasts and then watch them all die. And you're like, <laughs> good Lord. Like, why are we watching this? This is so sad. <laughs> and die, die, die. <laughs> it did. I was watching all the ground. And then they fall into the freaking water in that little so okay this bit of despair yeah the little ball is created so that they it can protect people from dinosaurs right that's the point of that little ball is it can protect Uh people from dinosaurs but biggest weakness chris pratt and a knife easy (laughs) it's so easy to open up (laughs) easy baby he just pops it open (laughs) it reminded me kind of you know anytime anybody prize anything okay I'll ask you this question. Somebody takes a knife, pries something off of a wall or pries a door, like a door open. What does that remind you of? Do we have the same thing in our head? Probably not. I am picturing something, but I can't, I can't think of it. I know that you're going for something and I just, I'm not going to think of it soon enough. You might as well tell me. Sorry. Mummy. Mm, that is exactly what I was trying to think of when he's trying to get the yeah. scarab beetle off the wall. Mummy getting the scarab beetle off the oh, wall. Oh boy. Every time he, somebody does it cuz it just it has a nice little pop to it. It's like gosh. Yeah. Like we little, should talk about the mummy sometime. Oh. That is such a That's I always get the um emo tip and Hinomshi bai <laughs> from Indiana Jones mixed up. <laughs> that was, it's like those that two was just like up. walk hand in hand. There's no read from the book. <laughs> I see I could have used a little bit of that. If we're going that far with this new Jurassic World, I could have used a little bit of like magic or something. I don't know. Right, <laughs> like, right. No, why not? Yeah. Why not throw a wizard in there and just see what happens? You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, well, okay, just, but they do something in this movie. I that, know. And I'm going to talk about it because maybe you're on the other side of it. It'll, it'll be great. It'll Dude, be a fun I don't discussion. know where I am with it. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Let know. Let me. In about, I'll let you take in me about to town 15 minutes. I'm going to explain to you why you should love it. Calendar so. is marked. Um, <laughs> can you shoot guns underwater? I've never known this. Is uh, this, can that happen? Yeah, I think so. I think so. You can. Yeah. They do it all How? the time. So I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah. I, I honestly want to steer away from this conversation because I'm going to sound like an idiot because I really don't know anything about it. So, so David, tell me more about <laughs> why. <laughs> no. I don't be fan of guns. Don't own any. Don't really care. Uh, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't. Why would I need a gun rack? I don't, I don't even own, own a gun, let alone many guns to necessitate an entire rack. God. Wayne's world. Great line. Great line. Hi, Wayne. So they escape um, though. So they get off the island yeah. and they somehow manage to get on the boat with a ridiculous escape. But whatever, we're in a blockbuster movie. These things happen. Oh, and the and then we have to watch the Brachiosaurus in this thing. I mean, give oh. me a break. Why are you just making me watch mm. all my favorite characters die? Mm. It's like if they just like remade the Lion King and then they just sat there and marched all the all the animals up and just shot them in the head and it's like don't do yeah, you like the thing this? Is, it's like yeah, it's like even though these are dinosaurs, do you not think that we like have the same feelings towards them as like real animals? You know, right? Yeah, it's the same exact thing as watching just like of actually just like showing a scene of a bunch of animals running off a cliff and dying, right? Or like a and or like just showing an animal like dying. 
in a volcano, you know, like dying in a big like gas thing. It's yeah. like that's awful. I don't want to watch that. Yeah. And you get the and Brachiosaurus and it's like oh That's my why God. that that whole thing was so distracting to me because I was not at all entertained by any of it. I was like just saddened and depressed and yeah. kind of like I don't want to say horrified, that's too strong of a word, but I was just I don't know, it it viscerally shook me to watch all of that happen. It was so depressing. I know. And you know me, I'm a dinosaur guy. When I was little, like I loved dinosaurs. Like, yeah, yeah. I called them esaurs and I had all dinosaur toys. Like Dude, that was my thing. Yeah, I love dinosaurs. And so I think that this just that hurt me. You cute little baby. <laughs> Just little, you are a cute little guy. Dude, you remember, you know what they do you know what they do need to make is freaking dino riders. You remember that show? That was like oh, the coolest yeah. thing ever. Yeah, dude. Plot of dino or plot of dino riders is that somehow people get sent back into time and or may, I think it's back in time and there's been there was some sort of evolved like dinosaur slash human like humanoid type bad guy that was always attacking him but then there was this group of humans that oh, like yeah. used technology to be able to ride the dinosaurs and commune with them it was well, the maybe coolest that's what, thing maybe that w- that's what we're working up to here kind of seems like the technology could get that way that's actually a great point really good point hey we could just totally trans you know go into that and maybe get like an animorphs movie out of it too <sighs> animorphs was cool that kid from uh, x-men X-Men. Yeah, he yeah. was the main kid, wasn't he? Yeah, he turned into like a leopard or a tiger or something. Those shows were cool. Yeah, great stuff. Same with Space Cases. Remember Space Cases? Yeah, Beetleborgs. I don't know what Space Cases is. I didn't catch that one. I think it was only on for like a season. I'd have to look it up. I can't really remember, though. I remember I liked it, and I always bring it up to people, and people do not remember it. It was just like a, a kid Star Trek, basically. But you know, do you want to keep? <laughs> want to keep talking? About is it that? a bunch of kids on like the freaking USS Enterprise? Just- maybe, maybe they canceled it because they thought of Xenon, <laughs> like, and they were like, "I think we have a better idea here." It's like Xenon the classic, the-, the classic. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. Classic line of like, "Take us into warp number two. and he's like, "I can't. I'm just a kid." And you're like, "Oh!" <laughs> Every time, it's like, "Oh, he's adorable." <laughs> They're always like approaching like adult thieves, and they're like, "What do I know? I'm a ten year old." Uh, Shoot him! Can I even use this thing? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nap time. Uh, <laughs> I can captain a mission to uncharted space territories, but I can't buy a drink. It's like <laughs> it's so stupid. I can't go anywhere without my blankie. <laughs> I still use a blankie though, so it's- yeah. Go to the Milky Way galaxy because I'm thirsty. Anyway, um, oh. <laughs> so, um, dare he and dairy. Um, but so they get onto the ship they're, and uh, I mean, I don't even care. Like, whatever. They get on the ship I and know. then they, all that yeah, stuff they, happens. Like, if you saw it, you know what happened. They fix blue and then there's the whole really scary scene where they're in the T-Rex the uh, yeah, T-Rex thing. That was pretty that was pretty tense. I uh, And they're getting blood and <laughs> they're drawing blood from a T-Rex <laughs> to put into the Raptor <laughs> for a for a blood transfusion onto the Raptor. <laughs> right. Right. That made sense. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that works. Yeah, that sure, works. That works. Sure. 
Uh, I mean, whatever. It's like, I'm just going with the logic of the movie. I'll buy onto this. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. Sure. Whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of anything important that happens in that scene. But that's when you, like, basically say goodbye to Justice Smith, the, you know, the nerdy character. And that was what I was so bummed about is that. Yeah, he just needed to be there. Mm Mm-hmm. He had like a quick couple moments at the end. It felt like they felt like they cut a couple scenes of him. So that was a bummer. Um, I thought that he was a funny character. And I wish he would have just been with the main crew the whole time. Um, but so then they get to the island. And essentially what is happening is that Eli Mills, Rafe Spall's character, is selling all of these dinosaurs to other rich dudes around the globe. Could you believe this scene? Which scene? Could you believe when that started happening, the bidding thing? Your thing, I got into it. I was like, "Screw it, whatever." This, I guess, this is the movie I I'm watching. Believe, I couldn't believe my eyes when that started. I was like, "Oh my gosh, what is happening right now?" This maybe is I was. Just here's the thing. Maybe outrageous. I was so sad and watching all those dinosaurs die at the beginning of the movie that I was like, "This should have been the movie the whole time. We should have just been doing this. Auctioning off dinosaurs is going to go horribly for everybody." I love it. I'm in. Sounds yeah. great. Whatever. It didn't go that horribly though. It didn't go as horribly as I wanted. I think I'm just bummed. About about that i think Gosh. that you just wanted to see like mass death bloodbath yeah <laughs> absolute <laughs> an absolute bloodbath i just want to see everybody ripped the apart thing is is that all of these people are bidding on dinosaurs illegally kill them go ahead go ahead kill every single bad. one see the <laughs> thing is there's like twice in this movie. You have a big army of people that are clearly evil on the island, and then you have a big room full of evil people that are bidding on dinosaurs to make them evil. It's like you can kill all these people if mm-hmm. you want to. Right. You can have a big thing of pterodactyls fly up and just start like pecking at them and stuff. Or like you got the whole thing to work with. Right. You got everything that you need. You got all the pieces. Right. I just kept being like, like when the when the island exploded and they got on the ship and they're showing the Brachiosaurus die, I just wanted to like yell at like the director or something and just be like, I just want like that dinosaur and that person in a room and just like that dinosaur hurting that guy. That's right. all I want. Just right. do that. Like and it ended up getting there and there was some scenes, you know, but sort of. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> um <laughs> you know. But I'm trying to like, so then they lock up. Okay. And another thing. So they, whatever happens, they find out that Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt are there and they snuck onto the ship. Kill them. Just kill them. I mean, yeah, you just shoot it. Thought- just, I got a gun in my room. Oh, <laughs> I can come back. <laughs> bang, bang. That's the thing is that like, it felt like an older movie because why are the why is the bad guy just keeping them locked up? Like you would just kill them, right? Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, but thank God that they didn't Want some because pink they, champagne. Oh man, and they could have set it up for a really good moment uh, of a reference from Silence of the Lambs, but they didn't. Um, so. Dude, I'm doing I'm doing Joyride. Oh, that's right, right, right. Yeah, Karen 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 Karen. Dude, that movie. Ah, dang it. We watched it earlier this year. I showed it to my fiance and it was her first time seeing it. And uh, I was so excited to show her Joyride and <laughs> it was so stupid. It stunk. Like I hadn't <laughs> seen it in a long time and I was like really excited because I remembered it just being so good. And it wasn't that great. It's not bad to me still. Like I it was fine, but yeah. That's a bummer, dude. It was a bummer. Yeah. What can you do? Take a joyride. 
get it out of my mind. That's right. Um, but so they're locked up and then the bidding starts going on and this, we should figure out what, the, what is the name of that actual thing that they created? Who? The Mr. Eversol, Toby Jones. No, no, no. The name <laughs> of the dinosaur that they create. Oh yeah. What does he call it? Um, life finds a way. I don't know. <laughs> Let's just call it Indominus Rex. Was that the first one? It was an Indoraptor. Indoraptor. There you go. I think so. Yeah. I didn't even look it up. I think I just remember. Indo that. or Endo? Endo would make more sense, wouldn't it? It was something, something. like that. Okay, window so, Raptor. Yeah, the Window Raptor, the awesome Raptor. Uh, that thing gets created, and it's essentially like a offspring of the indominus rex from the first one but now it's more of a raptor and it's like the ultimate fighting tool they somehow have figured out a way to communicate with it i don't know if there was more to it than just pointing the gun and turning on the red light and then pushing the attack button um but they were also going to tether it to the raptor so that it would be some sort of a mother figure the raptor would be to that so that it would follow the directions of the raptor. Um, I don't know. There's a lot going on with this thing. There's so much. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing about the Indominus Rex in the first one is that it, like, had, uh, had like you know, it could see in heat signatures, right? It was kind of like the Predator, and then it also could smell like up to a mile or something and it could use camouflage in its body so it had like all these things going for it i don't understand why this thing isn't quite as advanced as that if they're making like the ultimate yeah this thing's supposed to be like the ultimate like further than that but it's just kind of like not nearly it's just like a big raptor there's a lot of logic flaws going on but Uh i mean whatever hey uh it is a prototype prototype right so Mm -hmm. But man, okay, here's another thing. So they, you know, they sell off a couple of them, and you got Toby Jones, the weird short guy from, you know, the first Captain America movie. He started talking in like a like an American accent, and I was like, huh, there he is. <laughs> like I've never, I've only ever heard him like, yes, you know, kind of like pinky in the brain type deal. He actually was the guy that was on the show with uh, in um, in the Hunger Games. Remember that? Uh-huh. He was on that show or whatever. He was like the second uh-huh. lead co-host. And uh that was I hated him. I hated his character on that. He was so weird. Wasn't to me. he in Captain America? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was yeah. the little minion guy of the Red Skull. Um anyway, I I mean I'm never that disappointed though to see that guy because he is so weird. So he, yeah, he's weird. Yeah, he's a weird yeah. dude. Um but he's auctioning all these things off. And I thought that, that I thought that was fun, but then they parade out the Indoraptor and then everybody's like, Whoa. But did you notice how good the music was when they yeah, paraded there was, that thing? There out? were several scenes uh in this movie that I noticed that the music was pretty great. Who did the music? It wasn't John Dubbs, was it? Go ahead. Just go ahead. Look it up. Look it up. I want to hear your genuine reaction to who did the music to this. Um, Here he goes. He's currently looking it up. Here and he's going to go. find out the most awesome revelation. Wow. Here we go. I'm still looking. Sorry. I'm going to tell you. Or? Uh, pop up. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Here we go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Giacchino, baby. It's Mike Giacchino, man. Of course it is. The music was great. 
Yeah, Giacchino always has my vote. So good. Gosh. And there are moments of this movie that are completely carried by the music. I was like, gosh, this is so amazing. Um, He's so, so great. Whatever, yeah. whatever little theme he came up gosh, with. Dude, that's a big two weeks for, uh, for Giacchino. G- gosh, Giacchino. Um, <laughs> whatever. It's a big couple weeks for him, man. I know. I know. Incredibles 2 and this. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's big baller. Yeah. He's just, you know, dude, he's, laying down the scores. He's getting like, well, I think that he's, well, who owns this? Who is this brought out by? Well, I was going to say he's Disney's guy, but he's also other people's guy. So, um, he's anyway. getting paid and getting liked. Getting liked by a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, great score, though. I can't complain about the score. There was a lot of good stuff going on. Um, but And if he had a score, it would be 100 to 0. Because he would be beating them so bad. Right. All right. His competition. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then that's when that thing gets, that thing's laying there. And then Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, they use the head ramming thing. The bulldog. Uh, the, the bull train. Whatever. Whatever. The, the head ramming. Bill, uh, mountain goat type thing. The, the, what, what does he call it in Lost World? Like some sort of monk or something like that. Um, anyway. Tony Shaloub. Tony, yeah. So you Tony, shouldn't have said monk. Yeah. The dinosaur Tony Shaloub <laughs> smashes through the brick wall, smashes them out of the thing, and then they discover the little girl. Which little girl? The little girl. Who's, who's got a little girl? Oh, and we also forgot Rafe Spall uh, smothered the Lockwood guy. He kills him Dude, because he found out Nick, what his plan was. I need to call I need to call him on this because I don't know if it was that obvious to you, but I called most of the things in the movie, but he goes for the phone and I kind of had a feeling he was going to kill him, but, uh, the phone's laying on a pillow and like the very first shot of the phone on the pillow, Nick turns over to me and goes, he's going to use the pillow. And I was like, nice. Then it flashed another couple scenes and he came back, grabbed the pillow. I was like, good call. One flew over the cuckoo's nest, man. Little Hamish action. Cuckoo, cuckoo. What a bummer. Remind me of uh, remind me of the scene from Gladiator, to be honest. Um, but so they didn't really show. I kind of wish they would have shown it. Am I sounding really dark <laughs> this podcast? I mean, yeah, it does sound like you really want to see death in various ways in this movie. And I think, th- I, but only this kind of movie. You're getting a lot of death, though. <laughs> like, I, I mean, know. I think that you're you're really wanting a lot more than can be provided for you Billy realistically. Goat, the Billy, Code does, Billy Goat doesn't kill anybody. It's just throwing people. Right. You, I mean, you see, like, at least ten people get brutally murdered in this movie. Um, but, no. well, whatever. I agree to disagree. They get out, they find the little girl, and then... Which little girl? Which little girl? That little girl. <laughs> they, then they go in, or they send that thing up on the elevator, and it starts terrorizing that room, and everybody runs because the dinosaurs have gotten loose, right? And I'm trying to remember what kind of happens from there. Somehow, things get out of control, and that's when... Well, they, they, let, the, they let the thing loose in the elevator in the room. It gets everybody. Chris Pratt goes down and starts fighting people during that. Right, right, of course. And they have already found the little girl, and they leave her with Bryce Taylor Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. And so they're together. Bryce Austin Howard. (laughs) But, dude, the thing is, BD, BD Wong doesn't die. Don't you think it's time for him to die? 
No, because I, I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna make another one, and he's gonna play a big role in that one too. Why is BD Wong? Because life finds a to... way, dude. Oh, let's get down to business, baby. Oh. He'll make a man out of that dinosaur. You know what I'm saying? BD Wang, BD Wong, Doctor Who, Doctor Wu, the voice of Shang in Mulan. What a guy! I love that BD Wong. Nothing wrong with that BD Wong. Okay. I do. I love that guy. It's so funny to me every time when he shows up in these movies because he's just the voice of Shang. <laughs> like, I know. He's just that character from Mulan, and it's hysterical. But, he's the and only also a reference one, to what we talked about earlier. Donny Osmond was the singing voice for that character. So, boom. Yeah. He was. I don't trust that Donny Osmond. Yeah. He's fun. Um, <laughs> that's what his sister said. <laughs> oh my dude, that's horrible. <laughs> that was an overreaction for me, but still, uh, I'd like you to think about what you said. Um, so at this point, <laughs> so, just keep going. So, so somehow, whatever the guy that's the bad guy from Evolution, um, <laughs> you know, Who? The, you know the guy that's pulling all the teeth throughout this movie. Uh, the yeah, Buffalo Bob, Buffalo Bob. Candy he was Kane. also the bad guy in Evolution. Remember? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Ira Kane. Oh gosh, gosh, that guy. Oh man. So he I goes. Kinda, up. I don't know. I was kind of hoping that they that he was somebody else the entire time. I was kind of hoping that. Almost like the drill sergeant from uh, Starship Troopers. Like maybe could have used that guy. Um, I maybe could have used. Oh, the guy that goes private in the end and ends up saving everybody. He captures the brain bug. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see a Zed I'm, is that character's yeah, name? Yeah, Zed. Zed. I just could have used maybe somebody else, just because that dude. I don't know. There's certain roles that destroy a character, and Buffalo Bob. Is it Buffalo Bill? What is it? Yeah, it's Buffalo Bill in um And then in Joe, Joe Dirt, Dirt he says Bob. Buffalo Bob shoved a road flare up your bong on what <laughs> Does everybody keep bringing that up? Nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> That's that guy that shoved a road. <laughs> it's so stupid. A road flare up your bungle. Um, um but yeah. So he goes in know, there though whatever. and he tries to Just break into the cage in one of the most like like just such a ridiculous gap in logic. Why would somebody ever do this? He opens it's up the so cage. Funny. Yeah, he shoots the thing and then he opens up the door. Everybody in the theater just goes, "No." I know. I know. <laughs> that was such an audible thing. But it was funny because he shoots that thing like twice and then it fakes like it's totally tired. And then it does the eye open and then the then the tail down. I know. <laughs> I thought I mean, we all laughed. Everybody in my theater, we all laughed <laughs> together because that time. was funny. <laughs> And then, he gets, and then he gets brutally murdered, and that's bad. That was rough. And then that thing gets off and immediately goes in the elevator and rips all those people to shreds. I thought that was also very scary. I liked the gimmick of the elevator closing and the guy being like, Whew. and then the power going out and the elevator opening back up, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, but did they show anybody die in that elevator? Not really. It kind of dives on Toby Jones, but then it kind of just moves on from there. So interesting. Interesting. Yeah, could have been more, but yeah, and they so didn't this, show them die. Yeah, this is the part of the movie that I actually really enjoyed. Um, they're running, and then they run into Rafe Spall, and 
they have an exchange and Bryce Dallas Howard, Chris Pratt, and the little girl. Which little girl? The little girl that is apparently the granddaughter of this Lockwood guy. And she's asking at the beginning, like, do I look just like my mother or do I look like my mother? And he's like, you look exactly like your mother. And she never sees the picture of her mother. And you're like, what is this? Like, how is this even relevant? And I, it got me curious from the start. And that's when that guy says that he never had a granddaughter. He made a clone of his actual daughter who died. And I think this is the part of the movie where you can either you can get on board or you can get out. (laughs) Like, I think that there are probably a lot of people that were like, this is so stupid. But this movie, I mean, like, but me, I'm watching it and I'm like, well, great. Okay, now I'm fully in. They're bringing clones of humans into the mix. I know, great. because if she, if she dies, she doesn't have a soul. So it's like... Right, yeah, sure. <laughs> so you just said you didn't care about her the rest of the movie? You just didn't care if she died? Yeah. Who cares if a little clone girl clones dies? don't, yeah. I mean, she's just... She's just... Uh, miracle of science um i dude i just i like laughed myself so hard i was like oh my gosh like these are the cards that you're playing with right lay down that ace baby she's so scary little clone girl just running around i loved it i just thought it was she immediately in my head got like became like the omen child like (laughs) like as soon as i started looking at her as like a clone i was just thinking evil right i kept looking at her just like oh you're you're not real. <laughs> what are you? He only had one request. <laughs> a clone exactly of himself. No <laughs> growth. Uh, Gro- Grober. So what, is it, what does he say, Tan Wee from Attack of the Clones? No growth yeah, acceleration. No growth acceleration. Uh, anyway, I mean, we got a clone little girl in the mix. I'm loving it, baby. Uh, it's fantastic. I thought it was great. What, sure. did you, what yeah. do you think? Do you, are you in oh, on this yeah. or are you kind of not sure? David, um, what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone listening to this podcast is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> may God have mercy on our little girl's soul, okay? Who is the little girl? <laughs> Who is the little girl? <laughs> She doesn't have a soul, David. She's a clone. <laughs> Whatever. It's it's that's the point where they've they've gone on to a new place. I was like, like who is this we old lady? Are just, we are engrossed the lady in the freaking the science fiction of this. I love it. I think it's fantastic. And that was the point where I was like, <laughs> oh boy, I think I'm in now. I'm good. <laughs> oh, I love this now. I'm good. I'm good with it. We got a standalone clone movie of the little girl. <laughs> yes. I love it. It's fantastic. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a sucker for anything science fiction. You throw a clone into I the mix of my Jurassic World movie? Sure. I'm in. I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> she is just, uh, She's a clone. It was the most idiotic thing I've ever seen in a movie. I'm, I was so just like, I was so, but the thing, okay. But the thing is, I'm not like, I, like I said in my general thoughts, like it wasn't a good movie. Like if I'm rating it as like a film, you know what I mean? But like, I had a phenomenal time. 
watching this movie. Right. And I don't want anything that I say to take away from like, I, you know, if we're going to like argue if this is a good movie or something, or if the clone thing was brilliant, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, <laughs> but, but I, it's, it was great at the time. I was just like, cool. Okay. She's a clone now. Whatever. What I, more can we add on to this thing? I honestly Is BD can't. Wong a hologram? There was actually a moment that BD Wong's head kind of flickered or something. And I, mm-hmm. I legitimately was thinking maybe BD Wong is a hologram. He's a or robot something. now. It's just, I don't know. Could be anything. Hey, did you notice that there was parts in this movie that like they chose to like speed up shots? Like I didn't notice that. No, Chris Pratt he jumped through the T Rex's mouth. It seems like somebody kind of just turned on the fast forward a little bit, which is like woo, woo, woo. well, it was insane. There, it was very was fake, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of moments in this film where there are people interacting with completely CGI elements. So I mean, it must be difficult. But that's I think the and ending mean completely CGI elephants. Elephants, yes. Um, I think the second half of this movie does function well though because. It's very, they don't have that. It's all based within like a dark room and you kind of have the, the monster creature, the Indoraptor like stalking <laughs> <Uh-oh>. them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The lady next to me. Freaking, one of the best parts of the entire thing for me when I lost, like I lost it a couple times when she raised her arms, but it was completely silent in the theaters and the light kind of flickers and you see the thing run by and she just goes, Oh, Oh gosh. <laughs> and Beautiful. I was like, Oh my gosh. But yeah, they, uh, so yeah. But anyway, I think, I yeah. think that it functions, it functions better because, you know, I think that we're we, both of us can agree that CGI can be a detriment in a lot of movies. And when you have these huge dinosaurs and they're completely CGI and they never have any like practical effects for them, it does hurt the movie a little bit because everything on screen is fake. And in this movie near the end, having just the one really well animated dinosaur, like they put a lot of work into that Indoraptor. It did look very good. And at this point in the movie, whether you, whether you agree with any of the choices that they've made previously, it is just this Raptor hunting down this little girl. And it is very scary and very horrifying and very tense. And so I think at that once I found out she was a clone, I was like, I don't know if anybody else is going to like this, but I'm in whatever. I'm sold. I'm good. I'm good to go. I can't explain why I loved it so much, but I thought it was good. And then it shows this thing just hunting down this little girl. And I enjoyed it. I was very scared for her. And I even was questioning, you know, like, why doesn't this thing have like heat vision? Like, why couldn't it see them hiding behind this thing? Maybe or I'm like, a clone or smell them yeah. or something. Um, but at the end of the day, it was so scary up until the end when they and then so she runs into her bedroom and gets under the covers because that's the safest place to hide in the house. Right, right. And then the dinosaur sneaks around the house quietly and opens up the window <laughs> and slides into the bedroom. But it does the it does a door opening thing. Does, yeah, the uh, the yeah, door the handle the, reference the, from, the from the first the one. Original. Good reference too. I thought it was good. good and also that um, like the thumb of the raptor on its you yeah, know, clicking it, it on the ground. It has like somewhat of an opposable um, uh-huh. finger, or I guess toe that is clicking. I thought that was kind of. I thought that was very good too. I like that that it was um, a raptor. I thought it know? was just hilarious that like 
I feel like maybe in the drawing room, they were like, okay, the little girl needs to be in her bed and we need that dino. We need the shot of the dinosaur creeping up to her in her bed for the trailer. So how do we get her there? <laughs> you know, and it's like, for me, it was just like, why in the world is she in her bedroom underneath the covers? This is so ridiculous. And then it gets into there. Uh, at and the then, same time, though, what's safer as a child than your bed, right? I mean, she's a little kid. She's young. And then you run up gets, to your bedroom it, and you she, cover yourself. She clearly with the hears it outside the window and she doesn't run. She At just that lets point, it I mean, you're paralyzed by fear because it's like, I don't even know how to get out of this. This is horrible. You just run. I don't know. I, hey, I'm not, I'm not explaining what her rationale is. I'm just trying to. I just think it was, <laughs> yeah, it was the most idiotic thing. And then um, Chris Pratt comes in and it was just the best. For me, it was the best call of the movie. Because I said it out loud. Chris Pratt comes in, kind of fights it, and then it looks like he's about to lose. And I go, here comes Blue. And Blue, out of nowhere, there he is, and does his whole little thing. And I just wanted, as soon as that happened, I wanted the music to fade down. And it just goes, yo, listen up. Here's a story about a little guy. That I was just, I wish. <laughs> oh, man. I need that cut. I need that special cut. Because right when they start fighting... I'm bootin' down, dee dying, and just a little Eiffel 65. That would have killed, Ooh. man. I feel like that would have been incredible. It's a great call. Would have been huge. They should do um, that for like a promotional thing when they're like releasing the Blu-ray. You know, the Blu-ray too. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Gosh, Sells itself. Baby. Sells itself. We'll take Sells the money itself. for the idea. Um, yeah, I'll take it. Copyright <laughs> now. <laughs> but. Uh, well, okay, so you weren't into it. I was. I was into that. Um, the rest of the movie, I think, is very bad, and not a lot of it makes sense, but I think that this part of the film functions very well as kind of a very scary, intense uh, scene. Um, and I, I, do, I did enjoy them trying to get off the roof, and then they go up to the thing, and then Blue <laughs> saves the day, kind of all that stuff. And then the Indoraptor gets impaled on a Triceratops head. And also, very good. I enjoyed it. Uh, we did not mention the scene where that those two guys corner the other doctor girl from the beginning of the movie. And oh, yeah. she lets Blue go, like, intentionally. I thought that scene was sweet. And Blue That's just... Cool. Goes to town on those two guys. Hey, couldn't tell because there wasn't much blood, but yeah. Pretty scary deaths, man. Come on. I mean, beggars can't be choosers here. You're getting to watch dinosaurs so, kill people in a PG-13 if movie. If there's no blood, uh, they're probably still alive to me. I didn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so. And then the next death, they just show a guy's gun get pulled around a corner. I'm like, come on. Somebody die. <laughs> Somebody, please. Um, well, so then they killed the bad guy dies that, but that moment when they're like, you know, have the, the big climactic moment where they're looking at the Endoraptor on top of that glass roof and the music swells and it's Giacchino just like, yeah, well, I'm here guys. Remember beautiful. that you are listening to a really good composer while you're watching uh -huh. all of this silly movie. So that was cool. I did like that a lot. I like, are you talking about when he's at like the peak of the house? Kind of, yeah. Uh, like no, it's there. on top of that glass, like 
the the roof of that. Like, doesn't he like other yell building? out like a he like yells out like a big thing or something like that? It's when the girl's pointing the gun at Chris Pratt when Bryce Dallas Howard is pointing the gun at him and she's about to click the button and it swells really big right there. It was very okay. good. Yeah, I think I think I liked the the shot before he goes into the bedroom and he's just on the roof. And there's just like a scene of like the rain and stuff. And he like kind of like climbs to the pinnacle of the house. Kind of does like a little. It's funny. And then you do like a deeper raptor. Right. Kind of a thing. Right. And it did. It did feel like they were like playing with a little bit of the fact that this is one of the like most dangerous predators possible. So um, I did. I did enjoy that. Uh, but I also think that that thing probably could have killed them way easier, but I just let the movie take me and just accepted, accepted it for what it is and let it scare me. Um, so it was very entertaining. And then that thing dies and blue goes off to wherever I can't remember, but then they go in there and there's like gas that's going to kill all the dinosaurs. Oh, this was awful. This was just like, I know, I know it was see, dumb. I, it was but dumb. Once again, once again, I thought they were going to do it though. I was relieved when the button push the button push the button. Um, I was relieved when hey, the that's another girl, rush hour reference. Good work. I know. I was relieved when the little girl <laughs> pushed the mm-hmm. push the red button. Yeah. Um, well, every time we say little girl, if you've been wondering, that's a reference to rush, rush hour. hour. Which little girl? Who little girl? Um, rush hour two, actually. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, it is. I, I was really relieved it's Don Cheadle. when. <laughs> 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 Stop! <laughs> I finally let out the Caesar freaking Planet of the Apes. Just the <laughs> no. <laughs> he can speak. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like so much frustration. Uh, but you like this movie. I get it. Um, your favorite movie of 2018. Uh, uh, but I was relieved when all the dinosaurs got let out because I was like, are we really going to see like, you know, a gas chamber dinosaur death thing? You know, like I don't want, I already saw the Brachiosaurus. My heart is already Brachia breaking for these dinosaurs. I don't know. You thought that it one just, was going to go over? I did. Yeah. I thought <laughs> midway through that, I thought maybe I could make it work. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, you know, they ended up letting loose, but that it's, it's the same thing, the same dang thing as Tomb Raider. Spoiler alert. If anybody hasn't seen Tomb Raider, actually, I won't say the spoiler, but Tomb Raider, the new one ends with like, cause it was kind of a cheesy movie and it was crazy, but it ends with this thing that you're like, dang it. Kind of have to see the sequel now. And this movie, it just ends in like such a crazy way. Now there's dinosaurs out in the world and they show the shot from the trailer of the guy, the guy surfing and the big monster underneath. And you're like, dang it. Kind of want to see the next one. But anyways, just to backtrack, you got the bad guy and he's walking out of the house after they're all loose. Oh, right. And I called this because there's all the dinosaurs. You see all of them go and he gets under the truck, and I leaned over to my buddy, and I was like, it's T-Rex time, baby. We're going to... Because we didn't get very much T-Rex, no. you know? No. And here's... Really quick, just to rewind it, I think that that scene with the Indoraptor does function very well as the climax of the movie, because the original Jurassic Park and then Lost World as well... Um, 
the big climax is that raptor scene, right? Because the raptors are the most horrifying mm-hmm. part because they are just so intelligent. Lethal. And so I think that, that that did serve this movie very well, that they did have that kind of very similar feel to that first film in the kitchen, that kitchen scene. It, it felt like an extended kitchen scene in this movie. Um, not quite as good, but it kind of did. Yeah, it, it was very, it was, it was well executed from a thematic, um, like tense filmmaking style. Dude, dude premise for a future Jurassic park movie. It's like a complete spinoff. These guys have acquired like lethal Raptors or like a few of those things. Movie starts, you place like five people on this island, and there's like seven raptors. And boom, just the entire movie. Simplest movie in the world. Oh, yeah, totally. Go, it's, go. survive. Yeah, it's the movie Predators, except for with raptors. With raptors. Yeah, that's just call all it, I want to see. Just call it raptors. To be honest, raptors. Yeah, get Vince Carter Toronto. in there. Could be great. Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> um, but Short yes, movie. I do enjoy the ending, and I think that we all called it. Um, it didn't. It happened faster and surprised me a lot, though, because that guy stands up and it's like he escaped from the you know onslaught of dinosaurs running over him, and then he leaves. He gets out of the car or whatever, and the compies. I just remember the name of those little dinosaurs. The compies are nice. on there, and they're about to jump onto him. And you're like, oh boy, I guess they're gonna go with this death. And then out of nowhere, the T Rex just eats the freaking crap out of him and it's like oh my gosh he eats the crap out of (laughs) i'm sorry i don't know where that came from (laughs) but the t-rex grabs this guy and he just and that guy lets out such a horrible scream like it sounds like the worst most agonizing death and it's just chewing on him and you see his limbs flying out i mean that was that was pretty bad, right? I don't know if I even... I don't remember it, really, at all. There's, I don't think I was really paying attention. There's the, He lets out a pretty big yell, and it's quite yeah. frightening. And then that thing eats him, and there's something else there. I think... Is there another, like, dinosaur There's, thing? like, another, like, T-Rex, kind of maybe, like, a female T-Rex or something. Well, they're all on. females. Um, remember? So, they're all females, but I think it's, like, a different sort of t-rex like a different subspecies or something like that but anyway i mean whatever uh but then that starts on the feeding frenzy too but then yes at the end of the movie it ends with uh the classic ian malcolm life finds a way speech and all of that greatness and then it shows that thing about the surfer the t-rex going to the freeway and of course blue looking over the suburbs of san francisco and that was, I mean, that was cool. I was kind of looked like a Steven Spielberg esque little neighborhood suburb there, like the like one from ET. E. Yeah, it yeah. did. It looked a lot exactly like the suburb like from ET. So I think that I think that that worked for me. And the only, I think the biggest thing, I mean, this movie does suck. There's like just one single part of it that I really enjoyed. I had a blast with, but the getting there is, albeit entertaining, but it's poorly written the going gets tough yeah it does um but hey, uh chris pratt had a few good lines in there though a couple good dialogue chris pratt like, if i yeah. don't come back he's good if i don't come back remember you made me come that was that was good that was very funny <laughs> that was pretty funny chris mm. pratt was great chris pratt's always great he's like 
a movie star of our generation and it's so nice to see one, you know, there's yeah. all these guys that are like, who are going to be the next like Tom Cruises or the next Brad Pitts of our generation that can actually carry a big movie, you know? And I think that there's actors like Channing Tatum where it's like, Oh, that's, that can't be the guy, you know, Channing Tatum's mm-hmm. not it. And he's totally it. You know, Chris Pratt is fantastic. I love Chris I just, Pratt. I really have yet to see him in a, a very thrilling emotional role. Like if he was in like a drama, I'd be interested to see that. Right. It's like, do you think that he's going to have the, um, the serious roles that come up, you know, like the Tom Cruise and Jerry Maguire moment where you're Uh like, Oh man, what a great actor too. Cause he's kind of just been in all these action flicks, but he's also like, it's like Matthew McConaughey. He had that like complete resurgence and it all of a sudden turns out he's the best actor you've ever seen. You know, yeah, he exactly, just kind yeah. of thought he was rom-com and surfer dude and whatever. And then, you know, you hit us with true detective season one, you hit us with interstellar, you hit us with mud, you hit us with, uh, uh, magic Mike. the one that he, uh, yeah. Well, actually he is quite good. In magic Mike. God, that Louis CK bit. Have you finished magic Mike? I've never, no, I've never seen it. Great movie. <laughs> it sucks because yeah. it's actually such a good movie. Um, they say that you cannot touch. It's against the law. We got a lot of rule breakers out there. I think I see a lot of rule breakers out there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I mean, what do you think about what do you think about the the premise for the upcoming Jurassic World? Because they have announced that there will be a sequel. That this is going to be a trilogy. And. Whoopee. I don't know. Jurassic World. It's like actually going to be dinosaurs because there are all these things are all these. It's good. It's truly going to be a Jurassic World. Yeah. Are all these dinosaurs going to be reproducing asexually? So we need to assume that like, I mean, they're going to have to reproduce soon because if we can find these things, I feel like the world's going to wipe them out pretty quick. Yeah. I the, think that that, I think that that's the biggest thing. And in, in that scene, I wish that the end of uh, where blue was running on those Hills. I wish we could have seen just a small portion where she was laying eggs. You know, where it's like you look and there's like an actual raptor nest and be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, just, just show like, the nest. Yeah. It could have ended yeah. on the eggs and it would be like, oh, my gosh, this poor suburb is just going to get hit with like freaking raptors just killing them. So, I mean, I don't know oh, how man. they so, pull this off, but I, I don't know how they're going to do it, but could be cool, I guess. I know we didn't see the after credits. Apparently, the after credits was pterodactyls on the... Eiffel Tower, Eiffel Tower in, in Vegas. Las Vegas. So like the, you know, the, uh, the fake Eiffel Tower. Okay. Well, what if the after credits scene, it, it was like a little cave, right? The shots from inside the cave, you see blue kind of get up, peek her head out and run away. And then the camera focuses in on what's right in front of it, what you're looking through. And it's a single egg and it starts to shake. Camera cuts. Boom. Would have been amazing. That's it. That's so much better. I mean, that's amazing. That's you sh- it. You, that's these people should hire you. Well, I, it, it's just, I watch these movies and I'm like, come on, guys. I'm honestly kind of blown away that you just, because I know you just came up with that off the top of your head. Like, you just made that up in the last 30 seconds. I did. And that's amazing. It's a great ending. It could be good. Well, <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Well done, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my I God. love you so much, dude. I'm sorry. We've been fighting a lot this podcast. <laughs> I know we've been, we've been at, at odds a little bit in this episode. Well, I, I agree. thought it was just going to be a fun, movie. you know, and, you know, I didn't expect you to really like it. And I'm sorry if I was stomping on you a little bit. Um, 
I think those scenes that you liked were good too. Thank you. There were some good moments. And uh, you know what? At the end of the day, we can't complain too much. We just went and watched dinosaurs rip people apart for like two hours. So see, but I went to watch dinosaurs rip people apart. You just want the RoboCop scene. Somebody I do horribly. I do. Give me rated R Jurassic you, you do. World. You, I'm gonna. Love I think it. at some point they might need to rate these. Have them rated R because it's not quite for what they're doing. They're killing so many people and killing them in such crazy ways that they do need to show more. Because the first one uh-huh. is so based within it being so tense, and you're so surprised at what you're seeing. You know, when the guy gets eaten off the off the toilet, it doesn't show much, but it just shows him getting thrown around for a minute, and it's like, oh. My gosh. I know. And it's really brutal. And, and, it, and it's practical effects. It's a practical effect, so it feels really real as well. And the same thing with the second one, when Eddie gets ripped in half. It does feel very real, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And so with these ones, it feels a little fake. So it's like you either have to make this seem more real in some way, or you have to double down and make it absolutely brutal, right? Yeah. So that we yeah. can believe the well, believe the CGI when you what know, I somebody's think, getting ripped what I apart. Think that it's missing is like just that extra shot of like the dinosaur say the dinosaur chomps into your lower half and starts kind of flailing you around just give me the extra like three second shot from the first person point of view like give me the shot from that guy's eyes being like thrown around he's like oh, oh, and then it cuts back and you're like oh gosh that looks horrible no. you know what i mean yeah something kind of like that but i don't know I. I just kind of I know what I want out of these and I couldn't and I knew it was going to be ridiculous. I did. I couldn't believe I didn't. I never could have thought that it would be this ridiculous because we always talk about like, oh, man, it's just so funny how they're like merging together dinosaurs and making all these crazy dinosaurs and, you know, whatever. And like then they just carry that on in this one. Like, like you said, like tenfold, they have a little girl. That's a clone. (laughs) Just like, what is going on? This is ridiculous. But here's the thing. Here's the thing on it. It's just outrageous. It's just crazy to me. It's true. It's like, they took the thing that was kind of ridiculous about the first one and they just doubled down on it. Yeah, they did. Is it the best plan we have? No. But I think it's what I like about it. And I seriously, that encapsulates how I feel about this. I know. And when I was watching this, that's the exact quote that came to mind is just might not have been the best plan. I think it's what I love about it, though, because it's just ridiculous. And it's so funny. We have to be at a certain point. We have to be people that like summer blockbusters and that it can appreciate what it is. Right. Because although it's not a summer movie, but like Tomb Raider, Pacific Rim Uprising, we saw those movies. Pacific Rim was not good but tomb raider like i had a good time you know what i mean like i had tomb a raider is actually time. kind of a good movie it is i had a pretty fun time go back and, and look up our tomb movie, raider episode it's probably one of the funniest ones we've done yeah we had a great time doing that um this one i mean it's just this I like go ahead go ahead well i just i like going to movies and um having zero expectation for what i'm walking into and that's what I walked into this movie with last night. That's why I loved my experience so much. 
Because I didn't walk out going, man, I can't believe she was a clone. That was so stupid. It's not oh like my you gosh, were offended by anything that happened on yeah, screen. I was You're just, just like, like, I can't believe they went there. That is just ridiculous. Yeah. That's hilarious. Right. <laughs> you know, like, um, and also we talk about the R rating and stuff. Like, I understand, though, why it is the way it is. Last night, my theater was half full of kids and they made 140 million. They've made 140 million so far. Um, so, I mean, that there you have it. You know, it's a family, not so friendly movie, but I mean, it's PG 13. Like, it, there's a lot of families that are going to be going to this this weekend. And right, right. There you have it. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not so crazy and gory that like you're cutting out a quarter of your profit. So, what a crazy movie. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah. I don't know. It's whatever. Spending a DNA test. Whatever. Whatever. Um, Man, th- that no, the lady was crazy next to me. <laughs> she was, yeah, that's. I went with dad, and dad loved it. Yeah, what did he think? He loved it? He loved it. Nice. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a guy who was born in 1956. Like, he's watching freaking dinosaurs running around on screen. He loved it. Like, he just thought and it was the most see, entertaining that thing is ever. is the perspective. That's the perspective you have to try to go into these things with. Yeah. It's a beautiful perspective. It's like, just so non-critical. Right. And dad you know is very I mean? non-critical. And I think that for the most part, a lot of people aren't, you know, they just watch this movie and they just are like, that's the movie they came up with. What a crazy movie. And we're like, <laughs> what are you guys thinking? Like you could have done something different. I know, you know, you could have written like the craziest thing. We just have these yeah, expectations right. and stuff. Not so much with this franchise anymore though. After Jurassic world, after Jurassic world, well, actually probably after the lost world and Jurassic park three. Um, I'm just like, okay, they're just making, they're just making these movies. They're just doing them. Like the original is the original. And like we talked about earlier with like a Transformers, you just kind of understand that there you have it. You know, there's, I guess there's only so many kind of stories they can make with that. They're not going to just recreate the original because uh, they're probably just going to get ripped apart for that. No pun intended. And so, you know, they chose to have a crazy, crazy script that a crazy plot that was just so like, outrageous and hey man if that's what jurassic uh world is at least it was better than independence day resurgence that's all i can say that's true that's true that movie's horrible because that was one that i went to and i was like no actually i take that back i think me and you walked out of that theater for that one we were like i had a pretty good time though i had so much fun because it was me and you and jimmy swain mentioned him on the last podcast um Uh but and we laughed really hard all the way through it because we Uh knew it wasn't going to be good and we just enjoyed this movie that's what i did with this movie i was nonstop laughing that's what i went into on this movie i didn't think it was going to be good and i was just like whatever it's just gonna be dinosaurs and right when that little girl announced that she was a clone i was like Oh man, I'm kind of into this. <laughs> you know, like it just yeah. it, it snagged me a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, whatever. It's a fine movie. Would you rather watch this or the School of Rock? Of oh, School of Rock, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like I have to answer the question. Um, School of Rock, hands down. Now, which character? Would you rather watch this movie, this movie in a theater, or School of Rock in a theater? I would rather go to this movie with Jack Black. 
Do you imagine sitting through this thing with Jack Black? And he could he could fit in anywhere in this movie. You're not going to take away Chris Pratt. No, Chris, you can't take Chris away Pratt's Chris great. Pratt. You take away the bad guy. You take away the dying, you know, whatever guy. Um, you take away the assistant running the bidding war. Take away one of the bidders and add Jack Black in. You can add him as anything. I think the funniest role might be to fill him in for Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Don't you think? Yep. Yep. I, I mean, I'm not sure on this, but I might. I what might, the hell, bro? I might have my vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They might have my vote. Yeah. I think it'd be good. But, or have him as uh, the main bad guy and then have KG as Toby Jones' character, the guy running oh, the bidding gosh. war. Gosh. That would be good. Man, KG is so good. Love KG. Incredible. Yeah. Tremendous. Well, there you go. Is that it? Yeah, is that's, that it? That's it. I mean, we're at almost two hours here. So I know. We we're think we a long did, time. We did a good job. I think we did it. It's too bad, though. I could keep talking about this I know. I honestly, this, this is one that I feel time. like. I think we did talk about it, about the pace we would like, though. I don't feel like I left too much out here. So I feel okay. I don't okay. think I did either. I feel okay. I got my blue Dabba D joke in. That's pretty <laughs> much all I wrote down. <laughs> right. I didn't have any notes for this one. I'm just I like, wrote down two notes, blue Dabba D and clone has no soul. <laughs> <laughs> I love that little clone, though. <laughs> I know she's just a little clone. She's there's something evil about her though. It's true. Jurassic World Three: Attack of the Clones. Ah, very nice. That'd um, be a good title. Uh, what are they it. gonna do with the clone in the next one? That's gotta be. Is some... she gonna be in it still? Hope so. She's with them. I hope it's a couple years later and like there's some nuts stuff going on. They do it pretty far in the future. Well, this and one's a couple for, years. I mean, yeah, it goes 50 years in the future, and it's just humans. And then for and, Bryce Dallas Howard, they just use Ron Howard in a wig. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny idea. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this thing. Uh, we had a great time recording this. We have a lot of fun stuff going on. I've been kind of pushing our Instagram a lot lately. That's at Professor Podcast. So please give us a, a follow on that. Please like, share, review, subscribe on iTunes. That's our, our biggest deal. Um, you know, writing a review on there helps us a lot. Uh, leaving us a five star or, uh, or whatever you want, that helps us a ton too. And, you know, check us out on Facebook, Professor Jones, all the social media platforms. We love all your support. That's why we keep doing this. And uh, it's been great. We have our 50th episode coming up soon. True. That's kind of a like big deal. Two away. Like two away, yeah. yeah. Fifty episodes already. We've almost, yeah, we've been doing this for about a year now. So, mm-hmm. um, I love it. I know Dave loves it. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Thanks a lot for listening, guys. Until next time, we live in our lives quarter mile at a time. Come on, come on. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. Professor Jones and the Digs. <laughs> <laughs>